Welcome everyone and thank you for listening. This week we're going to open with a little news and it's puppies. Who doesn't love puppies? So this week in Australia, to which some of you haven't guessed, is where I'm from. In Brisbane, a Neapolitan Mastiff by the name of Shadow gave birth to 21 puppies. Sadly, three didn't make it through birth, but it took a team of 10 vets to get through a long procedure. And the 19 surviving pups are all doing well. Coincidentally, another Neapolitan Mastiff by the name of Tia apparently holds the record back in 2004 with 24 puppies. I should also give a honourable mention to Sassy the Dobie here in Australia in Perth with 18 puppies in 2018. And in other puppy news, Dustin, a five-month-old golden retriever in Adelaide, Australia, took advantage when a bowl of bolognese dropped to the floor. Dustin was quick to make sure he cleaned up the mess. Unfortunately, Dustin swallowed a fork in the process. Yes, a fork. Normal size, metal fork. That is going to be probably an unofficial entry in a... I can't believe my dog ate that. Dustin was rushed to the vet where I can happily say... They extracted the fork and there are no ongoing issues. And now we'll get into this week's interview. So I assume this is a family show. I just shouldn't swear or anything. Yes, I'm trying to keep it PG. <laughs> so. Okay, uh, welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Ober, and I'm here with my friend, Sean, and we're going to be talking about Bruce. Hi, Sean. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Going very well under the uh, certain circumstances that we're in today. <laughs> so, Bruce, can you uh, give me a little bit of background just before you got Bruce on why you were thinking of getting a dog and how you got Bruce? Um, so I'd had dogs when I was a kid. Um, I grew up in New Zealand and we always had dogs there. Um, uh, part, partly, I guess, cause yeah, in New Zealand, most people have houses rather than units. So it's sort of easy to have dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, once you came to Australia, it was a bit more difficult cause we lived in units and townhouses and stuff like that. Um, but I'd sort of always, always liked dogs, so wanted to get one. Then when I um, met my wife and we bought a unit at North Gosford, um, obviously we weren't allowed to have pets there either, but we'd sort of talked about it for a few years. That we'd like to get a dog. So we ended up um, buying a house in Wyoming. Um, and part of the reason was simply so that we could get a dog if we wanted to obviously having extra space not having to worry about neighbors and stuff was good but that was sort of part of the reason for buying the house so uh yeah you started then uh having a discussion yes you're going to get a dog 
Yeah, we pretty much decided. Then one day, I can't remember what we were doing. I think we went to Sydney for something, maybe just for lunch. And we we weren't actually quite ready. We'd only just moved in here for about a month, maybe. Maybe even less, maybe only a few weeks. But, yeah, because it was sort of part of the plan, we decided to visit the um, RSPCA in um, Summersby on the way home just to have a look, basically. Mm -hmm. As you do. (laughs) Well, yeah, as my brother said, that was a silly thing to do because you can never just have a look if you go to somewhere like that. You can't sort of... It's pretty hard to walk away without leaving with a pet, so... Um, yeah, we just went down and have a look. We had, I think we had been there once before, um, but um, as most people will know, if you've been to that sort of RSPCA-type place or, a, a, I guess, like a pound where the dogs are all in cages, they tend to be a little bit manic. Uh, so it can actually be hard to sort of pick out a dog or make any sort of connection with them because they're all so excited when they Mm -hmm. see people. Yep, absolutely. Um, Yeah, but we... So I think we had been there once before and we hadn't sort of seen a dog that really caught our attention or anything. Um, But then we went this this time just to have another look. And, yeah, that's when we, we met Bruce. So he was in one of the cages there. He was um he was 6 years old so he had been um i guess not abandoned or dumped or anything the the his owners had taken him to the RSPCA i think our understanding was they had young children and perhaps he was older than their kids so perhaps they just you know not had time for him once or well, they had a couple of young kids so mm-hmm. Um, I think he'd only been there a month or two. And, yeah, when we walked along all the cages, there was, you know, I don't know how many, maybe a dozen dogs, and they all going crazy as they do. And he was actually the only one that wasn't. He was just sitting at the front of his cage, wagging his tail, like like sitting down with his tail, just wagging back and forward behind him. Mm-hmm. So he sort of caught our attention because he was the one that was different to all of the others. Um, I don't know if, if, if we were actually going there specifically to get a dog, the ones that were manic, that wouldn't have put us off or anything, I think. But it was just because we weren't there to get a dog that day. He caught our attention because of the way he was acting. Hmm. Um, and then I – and it, it may have been because I don't think he would have been there as long as some of the other dogs. Mm-hmm. And I think the longer there, obviously, the more sort of um, – the more – excited they are when they see people whereas he was probably still in that period where he just thought his owners had left him and they were going to come back and get him at some stage so he was just sort of sitting there wagging his tail you know hoping to get a pat not because he was you know not because he'd been abandoned or anything or as far as he knew not abandoned so Mm. yeah it was a bit different and how was the uh transition period the first couple of weeks at home yeah, so once we got him home, um, he was he was pretty good. He um, he was quite well trained, I think, before. So he walked on a leash very well. Um, at the RSPCA, we took him for a walk 
um, the day that we went and saw him the first time. And he was very well behaved on a leash. And around the house, once we got him here, he was very, um, yeah, he was generally very well behaved. He was obviously house trained and everything like that. I think he probably came here, you know, probably initially thought we were taking him to see his previous owners. Because when we got him from the RSPCA, you know, you know, we took him out, we opened the car door and he just jumped straight in the back seat and we mm-hmm. hooked him up and off we went. He was, uh, it was very easy. And yeah, when we got here, he just came running inside and had a look around. And uh, that, that side of it was um, pretty smooth. Okay. As it turned out, a little bit later, once we started taking him out for walks and stuff, we realised that he did actually have a couple of issues which we hadn't noticed before, or mm-hmm. not noticed at the RSPCA. At the RSPCA, he seemed to get along very well with the other dogs. Um, but I think we've since learned that he's very good at getting along with other dogs when he knows them. He's not very good when he doesn't know them. Doesn't so I think the them. ones yep. at the RSPCA, he knew them, so he was fine. Mm-hmm. And um, we should mention uh, what type of dog is Bruce? So Bruce is uh, a Kelpie crossed with a Rottweiler. So he's, um, I guess he kind of looks Kelpie-ish, but he's generally bigger. He's got a kind of a bigger chest and stuff than a Kelpie has. He's probably, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe 50% bigger than a, a purebred Kelpie. So he's sort of got that Rottweiler size. And perhaps his nature, um, He's more, he sort of behaves more like a, um, a big, powerful dog, more so than a sort of a endurance dog like a Kelpie is. So he's probably, um, I think his nature is probably a little bit Rottweiler-ish. And uh, so that was how long ago? I think it was about November um, three more than three years ago. So where are we able, maybe three and a half years, I think. Okay. So Bruce is yeah. a, a bit more of a, a senior citizen now. Yeah. He turns 10 in October this year. So in about six months. Mm-hmm. And how's his uh, activity level? Have you noticed much change in the three years that you've had him? Um, we have to an extent when we got him, we knew that he had, um, uh, the hip dysplasia on his left side because um, that was in the report at the RSPCA. Um, he also, when we, um, not the first vet that we took him to, but a, another vet that we took him to said that he's got arthritis in his right knee as well, which we probably didn't really notice at the time, but we do notice now maybe because we know it's there, but also we think that has got worse over the three years that we've had him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's still, um, like most dogs, he's still he's still a puppy at heart. So he's still, you know, he gets very excited when he go for a walk and everything, but he probably doesn't have the endurance that he had three years ago. And we can notice, we used to, he's very um, ball-focused, so if we ever took him a ball and threw it for him to chase, uh, he would just give 100% getting the ball and then bringing it back. And we sort of realised that he wasn't actually doing himself any favours the way he, he attacked balls. So we've sort of had to adjust our behaviour so that he's not... Um, those issues with his back legs are not, you know, so they don't 
hurt him too much because being a dog, he doesn't he doesn't take that into account when he's excited. So we have to do it for him. That's right. So it reminds me of the old uh, the the Black Knight and the Monty Python skits that uh, it's the arms and legs chopped off, and he's come on, it's just a scratch. That's right. Yeah, he's just like that. So he. He, I think he knows, like, obviously it probably causes him a bit of pain and we, we can see it if we take him for a walk and then we get back to the car, he, he won't jump into the back seat. So we sort of know when he's overdone it. Um, so we actually ended up buying a ramp for him to get into the car. So, but since we sort of changed his... Um, how he exercises, yeah, he's, he's mostly okay. We sort of know it's there, but as long as he just walks, then he's he seems mostly fine. As people that don't know, Bruce, in, indoor or outdoor dog? Uh, he's an indoor dog. Um, he apparently, the people who owned him before us kept him outdoors all the time. Like he was a backyard dog. He never came inside. Um, he likes the outdoors, like he loves going for a walk and he likes going and lying on the balcony in the sun. But if we were to ever leave him outside, he will come and stand at the door waiting for us to open it up so he can come in and lie on the couch, basically, or what he's doing now because my wife is working in our study. He's lying there on the mat next to her, which he usually does when she's working. And when he goes out, has he got a, uh, a favourite area or type of area that he likes to go to? He's pretty adaptable. He's, because he's got, because he's a male and he's, he's perhaps got a few dominance issues. He, um, his main joy when he goes out is just to wee on, everything that he can find basically <laughs> mark his territory so i don't think he cares too much where he is mm-hmm. um i think probably he enjoys um i guess like most dogs he enjoys being off the leash and being in open spaces so you know like at the um state forest and stuff like that i think he really enjoys that mm-hmm. um but he seems, you know, he's very happy if we just take him for a walk around the block. He doesn't seem to, as far as we can tell, he doesn't, it doesn't seem like in his head there's really any difference. Like if we take him for a long walk for like an hour around the neighbourhood, you know, he loves it, he's constantly sniffing. But if we take him out for a quick walk around the block because we don't have any time for like five minutes, he's still just as, you know, happy to get home and he doesn't sort of sit there staring at us as though like was that it mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. sort of he doesn't seem to mind too much he's he's a very adaptable dog mm. he's, he's pretty easy going Do you have a favorite toys or favorite games i think his favorite toy is just a ball but we've sort of had to take them off him because he's too focused on them <laughs> and it causes a problem when we go out because he gets very focused on any ball. Obviously, he doesn't know the difference between his ball and another dog's ball. So, and he gets really tense. And I think that's when he sort of hurts himself is because he, he's, 
um, just a ball of excitement when you <laughs> see someone throw the ball. Mm-hmm. So sort of we've, we've stopped it. We've taken the balls off him. Um, he does like toys, but he just likes the ones that squeak. He's very gentle, so he doesn't really destroy anything. And that was one of the great things when he got him. We thought, you know, because coming to a new house, he might be anxious and maybe he'll chew stuff. But he's never chewed anything. And even oh, if we good. buy a toy, he will he'll chew on it to get it to squeak, but otherwise he'll just put it on the floor and sort of lie with his chin on it. It's just like his toy. But he's never never destroyed anything. Mm. Um and yeah, even balls at home, like you want us to throw them for him to chase. Mm-hmm. And we did for a while, we were getting him to exercise by throwing balls off our balcony into the backyard. And he would run out the back door and run down to the backyard and bring them back. But he is always very gentle with them. He never, never destroyed them or anything. He'd just bring them back, drop them out of feet. We'd go okay. again. Bruce, got any, uh, shall we say, weird habits or strange behaviours? Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got some habits. He does pretty much the same thing every morning when we get up. He sleeps in our bedroom because we sort of set up a bed for him. Um, every morning when he gets up, he'll come out to the same spot on the floor and he'll go into a roll that he does where he always goes down sort of head first with his bum in the air and then roll on his back for like five minutes, making a lot of sort of growling not not growling, but sort of yeah, sort of growly sort of sounds when he does it. He does that every single morning, <laughs> um, and he he always, even though he sleeps in our bedroom, if I get up and go make a coffee and sit on the couch, and if he gets up two minutes afterwards, it'll always be like he hasn't seen me for a month. He'll come out of the bedroom shaking so much because he's wagging his tail and come to get a pat, even though, you know, five minutes earlier, <laughs> he was right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's that. He's also, as he's got older, he's more talkative. He, um, he, he was very quiet when we got him. He'll bark, but, you know, some dogs I know because... Years ago, I lived somewhere where they had a staffy, and the staffies, I think, are very sort of chatty. Like they're always, they're always making sounds, like always sort of little, sort of grumbling, growling sounds, sort of noises made under their breath. But he's always been very quiet. But lately, now he, he's always making, you know, if he just goes to lie down on the couch, he always does it with sort of a, a groan or a growl or a grumbling sort of sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's trying to communicate something or it's just what he does. Last night, lying on the couch, he was actually very chatty. He was sort of just sort of grumbling and growling for about five minutes about something. I think it was probably, I don't know, he might have been wondering where his dinner was or something like that. But Another question I uh, ask everyone is to complete the sentence and it's, uh, I can't believe my dog ate... Probably a whole bag of garbage. <laughs> we didn't really eat the whole bag, but we we made a mistake one day of, I think we went shopping or something. And we'd, we'd taken the rubbish out of the rubbish bin, but we, uh, whether, I can't remember why, but we forgot to take it outside. So we actually just left it tied up on the floor. 
And he's always very good when he go out. He never damages anything. We think he just lies. He often climbs on our bed because he can see out the front of the house from our bed. He often just lies on our bed, maybe naps and waits for us to get home. But, yeah, one day we came home and as I was looking through our front window, I was just going, that looks really weird. It looks like there's stuff all over the place inside. But I thought it was a reflection off the window. And then we opened the front door and there was just a whole bag of rubbish was spread uh, across probably five square metres across. And he had eaten, you know, roast chicken bones and everything that had any flavour in the rubbish, he'd pretty much eaten. Mm. Um, that, I mean, that taught us very quickly not to do that again. Mm-hmm. And no medical consequences out of, out of that, thankfully? No, surprisingly he was all right. He does have a bit of a... Um, uh, uh, Fondness of possum poo, <laughs> possum um, which we'd prefer he didn't eat, but we think that he does when he goes outside at night. Uh, and we think that did end up with him at the vet once. He did get sick, and we thought that was possibly from possum poo or something like that a couple of years ago. So we've been very careful about that. Mm. But otherwise, no, he's he doesn't really. Um, He's generally pretty well behaved. When we take him for a walk, he's obviously like most dogs. If there's something that looks edible, he'll give it a go. But he does tend to pay attention to us. So if we tell him not to, he'll, he'll ignore it. Thank you very much for no having a chat and sharing and uh, telling us all about Bruce. No worries. So enjoy the rest of the afternoon. I will. You too. <laughs>